Warning, this episode may contain explicit language and spoilers from the entire Reordenverse. What's up, guys? Hi. Welcome back to the damn snack bar. This is episode 163. Don't you? Prophecy comes true. Holy dooly. What do we? What is this episode, Joe? This episode is the grand season uh, Abominable Snowman finale. Abominable Snowman? Well, I wanted to make it extra special spectacular. Oh, right. Okay. Finale! Final episode of season one, because we have to clarify that it's only season one's last episode. Exactly. There shall be more seasons. Fucking will be. We are yeah. manifesting. We manifested a new Taylor Swift album and it happened. So yeah. now we're manifesting this. That's great. Right? Right. 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 Joe. Thoughts, feelings, emotions. (laughs) (laughs) All of those. Wow, that's a roller coaster right there. (laughs) Yeah. That's crazy. (laughs) I feel like I just watched the episode again. (laughs) What were your thoughts, feelings, and emotions? Oh, hang on, I forgot. (laughs) Because that was also in there, too. What was that part of? Aries. Oh, okay. <laughs> Zeus. <laughs> I really liked that part. It was good, but yeah. I still was like, fuck you, Zeus! Yeah. No, I was having a great time. I thought it was great. But it was a really good finale, actually. It was really good. I did think when I was watching it, though, because book purists and all of us guys were like, oh my god, this is fucking fantastic. There's so much of everything that we love. Ah! I did think though people who are only watching the TV show and who have only seen the movies in the past Uh are probably thinking this is a lot of talking for a final episode like the action scenes we have three action scenes or just two four four yeah what's the fourth one well you've got the Ares fight Mm -hmm. you've got Percy and Luke training you've got Zeus and then you've got the Luke and Percy fight at the end. Oh, I wasn't counting the training scene. I was. That shit was sick. Anyway. I was loving it. Okay, it well, great. there's there was no, like, big cinematic and CGI big wah moments. Any what? Why? Why? <laughs> so, like Waluigi. so, I was... <laughs> at first, watching, watching it the first time through, I was a little worried that people would lose interest because there wasn't a big like Avengers ending to you know the season the big season finale which I think they could have made the Aries fight longer I was like could have been more hoof kick hoof kick but whatever Um, but watching it a second time through I was like ah what was I worried about this is fucking fantastic yeah it's amazing yeah this is the greatest show ever yeah anyway it really was so what were your thoughts my thoughts were the things that I wanted to see earlier on in the season. Such as? Such as Percy fucking training. Yes. I was like, thank God that's in here, that's in here somewhere. <laughs> and I actually kind of liked that it was in this episode and that it started off with Luke's, like, oh, Luke's voiceover. voiceover yeah. yeah, that was trippy. Of because saying, I feel like people forgot about him for a really long time. Especially because his voiceover was like, echoing the first episode where Percy's like I didn't want to be a half-blood and he's saying you didn't want to be a half-blood and I was like chills literal chills 
I also thought it was hilarious because we opened the episode not on the Aries flight. <laughs> and I was like, yes, we've had this cliffhanger three times now somehow in the span of this show. <laughs> Over three episodes we've had this cliffhanger and I love oh, it. Hang on, what was the third one? Okay, twice, but then they extended mm. the cliffhanger for this bit. Still. Because <laughs> you know, the first one was at the end of episode six and we got the little... Fuck around and find out. <laughs> Wait, at the end of episode six, did Ares appear on the beach? Yeah. Or, or so was it just... Towards them. Yeah. Did he? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or was that seven? Was it six that we saw him in the... Um, Where was the second last episode? Seven, obviously. Yeah. That's what I'm asking. Was it just in six that we saw it in the teaser? Yeah, teaser. Right, okay. What was the end of episode six? Oh, the pearls. pearls, Yeah. Pearls, right, right, right. Okay, so yeah, the teaser, and then the (laughs) end of episode seven. looking like Bob Ross underwater. Yeah. (laughs) The teaser, and then the end of episode seven, and then the start of this one, starting out on a different scene. Thought that was hilarious. I was like, yes. Spread it out a bit. Especially because, like, that's obviously one thing that wasn't in the movie. Mm. You know, like, the two big things, or three big things, I guess, that they included that weren't in the movie were the arch, um, the water park, and the Ares fight. Oh, the water park. Arguably three of the best scenes in the book. Literally. In the, in the movies. I mean, they did play up Lotus Casino to the max. And, was and the Medusa but, scene. But then they yeah. added the Nashville scene that was, like, not really needed, but... Which one was the Nashville scene? That was to put the Parthenon and the Athena Parthenos and... The Hydra. Oh, that's right. I did like that scene. I thought that was it, cool. Yeah, it did in lend the movie. to more action. Yeah. I liked it. It fit for the movie. It did. It wasn't in the book, but you know, it was It was still good. Yeah. But it still, like, did everything it needed to. You know, like, it showed Percy and his powers. It showed monsters. It showed them getting the pearls, which is what they needed. And it showed and the it, shoes. Yeah, exactly. It showed the shoes. So, mm-hmm. I think it did a pretty good job, actually. And we got some more humour from Grover, you know. Yeah, big slay. And then got to use the Medusa head to freeze the Hydra. It's sick, actually. Slay. Guys, I don't think that we can find anything wrong with the movie. I think it's all that's... The movie's fantastic. <laughs> it is hilarious. It's so good. We're watching it later. <laughs> well, after this. Then we've got time. <laughs> it's already nearly yeah. our bedtime. Because anyway, those little things I enjoyed. I liked that they put them in. That they were like, you know. And I liked the... Um, half and half resolution that they had when they when Percy got back to Camp Half-Blood where he was like welcomed by the camp but then he saw Clarice in the background I thought that was really good as like an uh, like a loose end that they hadn't tied up yet I thought it, it was great you know and they had to use them hugging for an extra long time to have that little yes. conversation yes. and so everybody else watching would be like wow that's a really long hug not realising that they're whispering secrets to each other <laughs> And the secrets were not how much they love one another. In this episode, we're sending me. Uh-huh. Somebody needs to remind Walker that this is a slow burn. <laughs> He's going boy hard. Has eyes. He has hot eyes, and I'm like, so does she. Yeah. He's got bigger ones. He, his hot eyes are so... His are the I fell first and harder. I fell so fucking hard. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, he's, yes. like, he's literally like a sunflower and she's the sun. Like he just like follows her around. Oh, oh my that's God. the cutest thing. Heck yes. He always pivots in her direction. Oh. Heck yes. So cute. Um 
Yes, obviously the episode does start off with the the Luke stuff, and I like that in the training scene, Percy is, you know, saying, well, this podcast, (laughs) which I feel like we could have had him be a little bit better with the sword in the sword fighting training scene, just like to lend a little bit of, you know, natural amazingness to his character, because getting to this point... Do you remember him, like, capture the flag, though? He was fantastic. He fended off three people in uh, all at once. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> I just like we we I just thought it was funny that we were getting to the eighth episode, the final episode of the season. And he was still a loser, so you know. <laughs> he's he's been we gotta reiterate, Kate. As you said, it's a slow burn. It is a slow burn. <laughs> it's character. You're right. Actually, I do like him with his loser energy, and I really like Annabeth with her annoying energy. Yeah. But there wasn't enough of it this season. I feel like we need a bit more. So much more. Um, we need more of. Um, Grover's pumpkin energy was off the charts, though. Like, so like, cute. His pumpkin the energy is match. No, we need more of um, the Lotus Casino episode energy. Yes. I'm multi-talented. Grover got old! How good. Um, yeah, but I love that, like, as they're, you know, training, they're also having this conversation, because Percy's like, what is the point of this when monsters don't follow the rules? And then Luke is there like, because it's teaching you that you have to follow the rules, and also... The rules can be broken, and these are the ways to sneaky sneak. Ha ha ha, homie's kid. These are the ways <laughs> to sneaky sneak around the rules, and the gods don't care about rules, but they do care about rules, and they're going to use you and manipulate you to get around the rules. And person was like, oh, interesting. And then they start going through techniques and whatever. And then we flash to the airy scene on the beach, and Percy immediately is like, I challenge you to single combat. And I didn't pick this up till the second time we watched it, Yeah, but I was like, the fact that it's single combat means that the wave has to be his because yeah. no one else could interfere right and I re-listened to our episode our, our episode 7 um, recap last week and at the end of it I made like a, a list of what the outcome of this fight could be yeah. and I was vehement, vehemently on the like train of Percy can't win like, it's not just going to be Percy. It's going to be him with Poseidon's help, or it's going to be him with Grover and Annabeth's help, or he's going to lose. Right? Those were our options. Yeah. And I actually really would have liked it if he lost, actually. Even though that deviates from the book, I think that would have set up building. very well for season two. Um, and so I, I am, mean, it would have made him having a grudge against yeah. Hades. Hades? Against Ares. Ares. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, my whole like train of thought was, show-wise, we haven't seen him come into his power and accept his power enough I think, to defeat a god at this point. Book Percy absolutely could have ended. Oh, yeah. But show Percy, to me, I was like, we haven't seen him step into that power, and I'm sorry, personally, him accepting who he him? is, quote-unquote, yeah. is not enough. Like, that little flashback that we get of Poseidon being like, when he finds out who he is, I'll be there to help him. I was like, okay, he's saying that he knows who he is, that doesn't mean that you just all of a sudden unlock your well, power. He, well, he hasn't claimed himself as the son of Poseidon. He hasn't, like, proudly stated it. Yeah. Which I guess is part of it. Like, I'm glad that he could, like, do it and defeat Ares, but I kind of was like, I feel like I need to watch the show all in one go mm-hmm. to, like, maybe get something different out of it. Because oh, no. Because both times again? that I watched this episode, I was like... Hmm. Because all the other times we've seen Percy wield water, he uses his hands, right? When the wave raises behind him... Sorry, I just touched your foot. When the <laughs> wave raises behind him, he is not, like, controlling it with his hands. You expect me to believe that he's mind-controlling that wave? Like, it's a good little distraction tool, but I'm also, I mean, like... he did it in the... <laughs> yeah, I know. 
But I also really would have preferred it if he was raising the waves. He raised like 50 of them in a row. And every time Aerie stood up, he just got slammed by another one. Until he's like literally too weak to get up. And then he comes around and surprises him with the sword. Mm. I think it would have been hilarious. Because then it would have shown like Percy being exhausted by his power. Yeah. And then being like, the sea doesn't like to be restrained. And it's like, well, he can't really control it, but he can, but he can't, you know? Mm. I want he can him encourage to be, it to come this Yeah, way. I want him to be equally as exhausted. Also, it would have been funny to see Ares pulled out and ripped. That would have been really funny. <laughs> under an RC. That would have been hilarious. Um, but yeah, I think it would have been effective to see Percy just as exhausted by his power as Ares was. By Percy's power, you know? Yeah. yeah. I think so too. Like, so sure because Poseidon one... said in the episode before that, the sea does not like to be restrained. You yeah. know? So trying to control something that cannot be controlled, or yeah. like, can't be, yeah, contained. Yeah. You can't be tamed! <laughs> um... Which I think would then lead very well into season two, fingers crossed, touch wood that we get one. Um, if he already had a fear about controlling it because he lost control of it, that makes it ten times worse, like exacerbates that when he's in the Sea of Monsters because he literally, that's a place he's that God's can't touch and it's, yeah. you know, make it worse, which would make it more impressive when he can control it. Guys, hire me for your show, honestly. <laughs> I've said this a million times and I feel like I could help a little. I feel like I've got some insight, you know? Rick, hope you're listening. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah, so then Percy's like, just to jump back to when he was challenging Ares, he said that, like, he laid the ground rules and he said, look, if I draw first blood, you have to give me the helm and you have to let um, us go. And there was like one other thing. I have to say, you're sticky to <laughs> Yeah, 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 that's probably it, yeah. Um, yeah. Was there one other thing? I thought it was just those two. I thought there was one other thing. Um, and then they had, like, the whole Ares being, like, gods don't dream because Percy was, like, taunting him about Kronos in his dreams because uh, like, Ares was like, this is all my idea, and Percy's just there, like, Mm, you're a fucking idiot. No, no you're a porn. I'm just stupid. <laughs> yeah, and then Ares got really mad, obviously. And then the actors. Oh, sorry, Ares WWE. Said, oh, sorry, yeah, you're right. Ares literally said he was like, "You don't tell the god of war how to start a fight." But it was Percy that was like, first combat. Uh, what's it called? Single combat." And I set the terms, and now we're gonna fight. And Ares is like, "You don't tell me when I fight people, but let's fight." Yes, you're right. That's a great <laughs> idea. <laughs> yeah. No, I was just going to say that Adam Copeland, I think that's the actor's name, his WWE skills came in fucking handy the second this fight started, or like in the middle of the fight, because he picked Percy up by his collar and fucking whooped that kid through the sky, over his head, slid him on his back. And I was like, if that's not a WWE move, I don't know what it is, because that was spectacular. Also, the front kick you did yeah. <laughs> to Percy too. It was hilarious. Like, I also just loved how much of bigger this guy is than Percy, mm. because like the shot of them running at each other, or of of Ares coming at Percy and Percy waiting till the last minute to join into the fight, I was like, love that shot. Love it. Because it shows how impulsive, like, Ares is, and then it shows, like, Percy taking the time to think about it just a little bit or brace himself. Ha 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 You know? Oh, just loved it. That was great. It was so good. I did wish it was longer, you know? But yeah. I wish we had seen more of the WWE work than yeah. But then after, you know, Ares slams him overhead and then onto the ground, Percy, like, rolls and he's in the sand and he splashes in the water, whatever, and then he, like, starts to get up and that's when the wave starts behind him. And he literally says, 
Um, I warned you, if you're not careful, you'll find out who I am. And I love the shot of Aerie's face in that, like, in that moment, because it's like he just realised in that moment that he picked a fight with a son of Poseidon, who, headcanon in my head, is has the same amount of power as Ares, because they're on the same yep. generational, you know, length. Um, yeah. It's just he has a shorter lifespan. <laughs> yeah. But I just love how in that moment he looked a little terrified, because this is a kid who is literally unhinged. Um, <laughs> was he, he, he can't be unhinged. contained. He literally challenged a god to single combat. He's unhinged. With He's, a week's worth yeah. of training. And it, then it, won the single yeah. combat. But it was like it just hit Ares how much of a disadvantage that he was at in that one moment. Because, like, Ares doesn't really have any, like... Well, he doesn't have any elemental magic that we know of. No. He's got the fire eyes, but no, like, he's got laser eyes, you know. <laughs> he's not Superman. <laughs> <laughs> he's not fucking Superman. He's the Ares. He's shit man. He's, he just knows he's, he's just a fucking shit stirrer. That's his superpower. He's like, I can get under your skin. Yeah. <laughs> but like, literally on a beach with a big three kid with their literal element of power that they're standing in. And Ares is just there like, oh, I done fucked up. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, Percy just drowns him immediately. And then while he's getting up, Percy just like slays his... Literally, ha uh, uh, with a sword. His um, Achilles, and then we get the first look at like Ica as well. <laughs> and then I we got it was to Inc- what? How do you say it? Ica? Oh, I've been saying it wrong in my head. But how do you say it? Ica. It's I C H O R. Ica. Is there an N in it? No. Oh. It's not like anchor. And my brain just thought ink, and so that's what I always thought of it as. No. No? Because it's gold. Why would it be ink? You can have gold ink. That's not regular ink. Well, it's not, it's, blood's a liquid, ink's a liquid, so I was like, you know ink is more expensive than blood? Well, yeah. The elixir of life is less expensive than ink. Well, yeah, it's easier to come about. Skillions. <laughs> You I mean, you kill blood. humans to get blood. I know. They give it willingly. <laughs> I never have, but that's besides the point. Now you have to register. You can't just show them and be like, hey, I have some blood. <laughs> They're like, well, yeah. I have to make sure that you've never had, like, HPV. It's funny because you know. they're like, no, we don't want your blood. <laughs> and they're like, fine. We want you to fill out a form first. Be like, I wanted a cupcake. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted a little two pack of Arnold's Vicky. <laughs> I wanted. Yeah, the anti biggie. I wanted yeah. the morning off work. I wanted the juice. <laughs> there'll be juice there, there'll be juice there. Yeah. Yeah. And I, then I just love, like, the second that, um, you know, Ares is down, Percy's drawn first blood, he's won. Um, the camera goes to Annabeth and she goes, and you thought you were just a kid. And I was like, this is a weird, a weird moment to put that in. Because then Ares just is like... No, I thought it was great. Well, it was kind of, the delivery to me was kind of like she didn't understand the gravity of the danger that he was just in because she was like, oh wow. <laughs> you know, it wasn't like a, oh my god, you're alright, thank god. Like, there was no, like, worry there or anxiety. I think she was just in shock. But she was like, and she was more, yeah, just flabbergasted. And instead of being, like, fretty, she was just like, yeah. God, this boy. Jesus. Well, she was still standing would... there and the fight had not, like, 
like hit them at all. Like there'd been no like debris over their way. They didn't have to hide. Like they were literally just standing there watching it. They didn't even have to. Well, step they're not back. part of it. But they didn't even have to step back. You know, like that's because Percy went forwards. <laughs> well, it was like when we were at that party and our two friends. One of them challenged the other one to a fucking fight while they were drunk as shit. And it was then proceeded to wrestle on the grass, and we all just kind of stood around okay. them and were like, "One of them was you way stupid. One of them was way too keen to wrestle." But you know, that's what like, it looked like. One of those things where it was like, "You really just want to rip somebody with your whole body." Like, I don't, I don't like that. That freaks me out because he went, "Who's next?" And I was like, "Ew, get away!" But you know, like that's <laughs> what it looked like. It looked like when you like find something that's not supposed to be there, and then you just kind of stare at it for a little while. <laughs> You just kind of stand there in a circle and you don't really do anything and you're like, huh. That kind of felt like what Annabeth and Grover were doing. Just like watching this fight being like, well, when will these dickheads be done? You it, what, it was started really fast and it was over really fast. So Yeah, that's true. It was more like, yeah, well, he was like, oh, they landed on the beach. Oh, okay, have a breath. Oh my god, single combat. Hoof kick, hoof kick, wave down, it cut. We're done. Oh, all in the span of ten minutes. <laughs> like, oh. Yeah. Okay. I did, like, put the cool. little, like, when we were watching it on the TV, as soon as the flight was done, I, like, you know, went to see how far into the episode we were, and it was, like, four minutes. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Bless him, Slay. Yeah. I feel like that could have been its own episode, but, you know. I don't know about its own episode. It could have been half the episode. <laughs> yeah. Like, it could have been a really long, exaggerated fight. I think we could have had ten episodes out of this. Like we could oh, have big time. easily had ten episodes. And they all could have been like forty five minutes. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah, maybe maybe for next season. There's so right? much itty bitty detail. Rick could have had so many more cameos. <laughs> maybe they'll learn for next season with how popular it is that they'll just be like so popular. Yeah. So freaking popular. And oh my god, Ken I can't even Did you just call me Ken? I said no. I said I can't even You said Oh my god, Ken. I can't even imagine. Oh, well, I was going to say, oh my god, can you imagine? And then I changed it to, oh my god, I can't even imagine. God, they called me Ken. I was like, excuse you. I'm I just Ken. Ken. <laughs> anyway, as I was saying, can you imagine? I can't even, see, that's where I was going. I can't even imagine them trying to fit in all the details in Battle of the Labyrinth into eight episodes. You could oh, not. God, man. You need 16 episodes to yeah. get all of those details. Literally. And all those emotions and feelings and uh, you just, you can't. Yeah. You can't. See, I'm like, you know how obviously you like can't help comparing it to other shows, right? Of course. And I know that it's probably inaccurate to compare it to season three of Teen Wolf, right? Teen Wolf! <laughs> Listen, just listen, because that's what we're up to right now, right? They have 10 episode seasons, but the earlier two seasons were 12, 13 episode seasons, right? Mm -hmm. Season one, we know, not good. Season two, (laughs) we're starting to get the groove. Season three, to be fair, that shitty season one got them seven more seasons. (laughs) It did. Like, season three, amazing. But even when you look at season one, how much they accomplished, like, how much went into one episode in even just season one. Yeah. Like, they, they, did, were, they were doing so much. Going it all over the yeah. place. I realised less budget than Percy and older children and, you know, whatever yeah, else. Children. Just like they were the, the how much of the story they fit into that into each episode, I was like, we could learn some things from MTV, I think. Good old MTV. No one's ever said that before, but I'm <laughs> saying it. Okay, to be fair, we rewatched Twilight Twilight. We re- well we do that. Well, we do that too. <laughs> we do that too. But we re- we rewatch Teen Wolf every year. <laughs> 
Yeah. And it slays every single time. Hot guys and unnecessary flips. Yeah. It's a great show. Hashtag unnecessary flip. We love. We love to see it. Do it so much. Yeah. It's the best thing ever. Yeah. Anyway, so then Ares, like, heals his heal, uh, and manages to, like, stand up, and then he stares down Percy, and he's like, you have just won an enemy for life, congratulations, or whatever. He doesn't curse his blade, though. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. (gasps) I'm kind of disappointed. The whole point of this, well, it made for, like, a really trippy, one of those things where Percy's, like, constantly worried about it. It's in, like, the back of his head every time he does something. In the book, Ares curses his Percy's sword that when he needs it the most, he will not be able to lift it, or something like yeah. that. That's like the gist of it. And so Percy's like, oh, well, when will I need my sword the most? Yeah. And it's like, and it's just this thing, it's something the fandom has been attached to yeah. for so long, being like, oh, here's a moment where Percy couldn't raise his blade, or here's a moment where he, where he dropped mm-hmm. his sword completely, and it was like, oh, this is... Ares' curse that he put on Percy's sword. Wasn't it kind of canonically accepted that that's Intide's curse? That when he tries to raise his sword against Atlas to rescue Annabeth and then it doesn't work? I thought it was just an ongoing curse. Because when he's in Tartarus and Tartarus forms um, when they're right. Oh, if it's an ongoing curse, that fucking sucks. Get a new sword. <laughs> that's what I mean though, is that when he's in Tartarus and Tartarus finally reveals himself in some form of Arguably, any time he uses a sword could be when he needs it the most, because he's using it. <laughs> exactly. Anyway. Man, you just got yourself when a they're right sword at, for life. When they're right at the doors, um, yeah. he forms, and Percy, so it's in Annabeth's perspective, and she just hears that Percy's sword's clattered to the ground, and she's like, oh. that has never happened before. And Percy has to pick it up, because he's like, well, that's that embarrassing. never happened before. <laughs> He's like, oh, that's embarrassing. I was just so scared to death that my sword slipped out of my hand. Oh, that's what I took it as. He was just scared, so he dropped it. Yeah, but it's also when you drop the tower. Anyway, but people argued that that was... Right. No, I completely forgot about this sword. Yeah. Obviously, it wasn't important to me. Um, well, I thought it was a really important point for Percy's character. Yeah, I forgot about it, but... <laughs> you know? My brain is in Heroes of Olympus Percy mode, not original Percy mode. Which is a bit of a shame. Um, yes, anyway, then after Ares is like, he's made an enemy for life, rah, 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 he starts to dissolve into his true form. Yes. Love that we got that. Yes, Love in the true form, that. true form hasn't been seen in TV. Yeah. And then Grover is like, don't look. What I thought was funny was, I was like, how long could Ares delay being in his true form? <laughs> because if he could delay it for like a hot second, the curiosity would surely win out, right? Same with Medusa. The ADHD. Like, look, you know, there is absolutely a point where you're like peeking to see if you can look yet, and then you get you die. Yeah. And I was like, that's. I mean, if I was Ares, that's how I would exact my revenge. Be like, well, you killed me. Well, I'm going to kill you. So <laughs> you wounded me. I'm going to stay as a burning pillar of flame until you look at me. Oh, but and also the way that they the way that they don't look is just by like closing their eyes gently and looking down. If that was me, I probably would be like hands on the face. Yeah. <laughs> don't look. Turn around the other way. Yeah. Literally. They all just, like, avert their gaze a little bit. And I'm like, that's... It needs to be more dramatic than that, I yeah. believe. And I the need their eyebrows can... to be, like, singed off from yeah. the heat and being so close. Well, yeah. that's what happens... <laughs> happened to Jason! Happily, <laughs> <laughs> in my brain, I can honestly see that, like, half the front half of his hair was burnt off. 
That's what yeah. that was all of his, his eyebrows. Were. I literally needed to be like Wild and Coyote trying to capture the roadrunner <laughs> and then the Acme product exploding in his face and him losing all the fur and he's just skin. Oh, he's the just become a naked mole rat. Yeah. Weasel. What is he? A coyote. He's a coyote. God, Jesus Christ, guys. <laughs> My brain was stuck in W. Uh, what does the W stand for? Yeah. And then he leaves behind the helm, as he promised, you know? Yeah. And we spent more time on that in the podcast than they do on the show, so... Crazy. Literally. Crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. Um, yeah, and then after that, uh, Percy, like, immediately goes looking in the house, because uh, they're on Montauk Beach. He goes looking in the house for Sally, because he's like, oh my god, well, it's all fulfilled, and he's like, I got the helm, where's my mom? And then, <laughs> yeah, well, they walk Alexa's into the... like, well, you still have the helm. Yeah, <laughs> they walk into the house, and then, you know, Megan Mullally is there. And I said to you, it's interesting that, like, the only things that I've seen of her discography are comedies, right? Yeah. I've never seen her do like something so serious where there's no comedy involved from her, especially. Like she is such a comedic actress. She's, She's married to fucking Ron Swanson. Like <laughs> she, which we'll come back to Ron Swanson in a second because I have things <laughs> to say. Like um, Ron Swanson. But I was like, I was so excited when she was cast for this show, and I'm not saying that she did a bad job. No, she didn't. But I fully was expecting that she was going to bring some comedy to. Furious, you know, True. to have some like some like thought, form of like. I thought Dionysus would have more funny lines than he did. Like the few lines that he did have were funny, but I yeah. was like, you went into all this effort to get him specifically to play. I think Dionysus. they just haven't had the time to like um, just develop properly, like Jesus. the voices of like the humor. I don't think they've had time to develop the humor properly. They've had time to do everything else, but in the grand scheme of things, because it felt like. It was going on forever just because they, like, Rick was so open about um, the, like, timeline of getting the show greenlit and then, you know, casting and whatever. And so it felt like from the moment that they announced the show had been bought by Disney and that they were going to make it until this coming out, it's been a very long time, right? Yeah. But in retrospect, they only spent, like, a couple of months writing the scripts. Yeah. And I'm like, you got to go through, like, rounds and rounds and rounds and rounds and rounds of... Um, edits and approvals and whatever else and I'm like I actually don't think that they had the time to develop the things they needed to like Annabeth's character it feels like they were banking on getting a season 2 so that they didn't have to develop her character in this season and that they could leave it for the next one but the like iffy thing about that is what if you don't get a second season then you, just have, then you just have a whole season where one of your main characters was not developed at all and, like, so, like, they took some brave risks with other things, like, plot-wise and, you know, adaptation, as an adaptation, they took some risks, you know, changing the storyline and, like, if we're talking about the, the Waterland scene, mm-hmm. completely changing that scene, like, yeah. to, to take it in a different direction for the narrative. I understand why they did it, yeah. but taking risks like that and then at the same time not doing things that the book did in order to further certain characters is, like, pretty bold. And I forgot where I was going with this point. (laughs) Oh, right, the comedy book. Yeah. So I feel like they were spending a lot of time on trying to change things in order to make it make more cohesive sense. And because Rick has admitted that he didn't write any of his books up until Chalice of the Gods and... Um, Daughter of the Deep. He didn't write any of those with a three-act structure in mind like you see in screenwriting or like you see in movies where it's got literally like act one, 
crescendo into Act 2, which then falls into Act 3, you know, like, the big climax and resolution, whatever, which is literally, like, the basics of storytelling, so I'm surprised that it only hit me now that I'm like, he actually didn't do that for all of his books. Yeah, it was amazing. Well, because it's more like a quest structure, which I actually kind of like. Um... Like mini what? battle, mini battle, you, mini battle, mini battle. You, know, you like, like a quest structure? I know. You like a murder mystery? <laughs> Shut up. Will you um, find out little clues on the way and put it all together yourself? What? Yeah, I love doing that. My Tex- favorite thing. Favorite style of writing. Love doing that. Um, yeah, but so like it's. I can see where he was trying to like do those things, and so as a result, other things like got put on the back burner like the humour the tone of Percy's voice the difference between the show being <laughs> when he said as tone, it my is. brain was like Kate, he can't control the octave <laughs> that he speaks <laughs> at <Yeah>. no, <laughs> no I mean fault. like I mean like you know the tone of the book of Percy being the the storyteller and being that I didn't even slow down and being like <laughs> part of the you know the voice of humour and you know sarcasm and whatever else that doesn't come across in the show as well because they would have had to try and put it through different, you know, leagues to see how to get that voice, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, so I can see some things being put on the back burner, but it is it is a shame, and I do hope that they switch that up for the next book as well, the next season. Call me Biles or a sporty guard. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, I just hope that they hire um, a couple more writers that could do Annabeth's character justice, especially, like, because I feel like a lot of them were not bold enough with her um, and just very much playing it safe with her especially and then I feel like that we could hire some more comedians now taking me back to Ron Swanson okay Lance Reddick did great as Zeus and I know that we're not not up to that part yet um, he did great as Zeus but he we died skip forward to that first. <laughs> he died rest in peace um, I really think that Ron Swanson what's his name I don't even know Nick someone Nick uh, Offerman that sounds about right. He would be great as Zeus, just so that we all... He's got the same, like, presence, I feel. <laughs> but with the, like... Gravitas! But he also he also lends himself to, like, the silliness. in yeah. Not in the way of, like, making... Well, yes, in the way of making the jokes, but I mean in the way of, like, he takes himself really seriously and no one else does. Yeah. You know, like, he would be really great at, you know... He's just in that leadership position because he, we let him, you know? Like... All the other gods, or a, a good handful of the other gods, logistically have more power than he does. And <laughs> it's like the, you know, the seven-year-old Annabeth thing, being the camp counsellor. Yeah. Or the, or the cabin counsellor. Like, she would head, not shut up about it. So yeah. Just head counsellor <laughs> for the cabin. You know, like, they just, like, give her a title and just let her go off. But really, it's like, eh, I feel like that's what Zeus is. <laughs> but we're not up to that yet, anyways. Um, so, yeah, Electo is there. She takes the... Uh, the helm. I do love in the background the radio was on and the radio is saying stuff like um, earthquakes at a rate we've never seen them and yeah. like solar flares and I my brain was like solar flare was 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 what's his face? Dissolving not Apollo? dissolving. No 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 um, Aries. His true form that was the solar flare. Oh. That was me in my brain. Um, but yeah Poseidon was like making earthquakes so that planes wouldn't want to take off so that Zeus wouldn't have more power in the skies or whatever. <laughs> I was like, fucking like, shit, I love it. It's a bit brisk over here. Because, yeah. <laughs> well, Zeus can't rain lightning there. Yeah. But I also just love that that was, like, a little bit of evidence of, like, the war in the outside world. Because we haven't seen the outside world no, since the war started because we've been in the underworld. And we've been in the booked Lotus in, Casino. 
booked and busy. Well, the deadline wasn't up then, so it was only up. It was only up when we got out. Stop that! No, it was only up when we got out of this casino. So the war didn't start till after they were done in there. You know, when the deadline was passed. Yeah, but it it, it passed while they were in there. Barely. So it would have been like a day of problems, (laughs) at least. Yeah. Anyway, so then they give the the helm back to Alecto, and she's like, "I'll be seeing you." And She's I like, like yes. later, see you guys. <laughs> um, Ciao. Yeah. And then Percy wow. is like still determined to go to Olympus and return the bolt um, because he has to warn Zeus about Kronos. And Grover and Adameth like, are like... It could have been a letter, but all right. Yeah, Grover and Adameth are like completely against it. And Grover's like, you do not want Zeus's attention. Trust me, you don't want it. You don't want him to look at you. And Adameth's like, you're not coming out of there. He will kill you. You're a forbidden kid. You seem to have forgotten the danger that you're in. He can kill you. He can touch you. He can touch you now. Like Yeah, but Percy's like, nah, he has to follow the rules. <laughs> Percy's like, he has to follow the rules. And also, if he wants the master bolt, he'll have to keep me alive. And I'm like, but what about when he takes the bolt? Then you die, you know? He'd be like, well, taking is stealing. And yeah. he doesn't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, you know, Percy's basically like, I'm done running from monsters. And I was like, Ooh. That's some Charles and Apollo shit happening right there. Love that so much. And Adamus is like, okay, well, you're going to need all the luck that you can get. So she gives him her bead necklace with her dad's college ring on it. Oh, Gives it to him as a, um, you're going to need all the luck you can get. The and I was like, eye contact. Prolonged eye contact. Prolonged eye contact. Fucking hell. Boy did not blink, did not breathe, did not move. He was like a gazelle with a lioness coming towards him. He literally was like, freeze! Not like Doug with like squirrel. No. He was a waggy. Well, that's fair. Um, (laughs) Bark, bark. (laughs) No, okay, so what I thought, and I didn't voice this to you, what I thought, especially with the line, um, you're going to need all the luck you can get. Um, The edits that are going to come out with the parallel in Battle of the Labyrinth where she gives him a kiss. Ah! For luck. For luck! The parallel edits that are going to come out of her handing over this necklace and her kissing him in the fucking volcano. Oh my fucking god. I'm going to die. I'm going to fucking die. I'm just remembering in the fifth book where he was like, so do I get a kiss for luck? It's kind of like a tradition now. She's like, fuck off with that shit! (laughs) You cheeky, cheeky butt! Can't even... This series is amazing. I can't believe we have to wait three more books to get there. Yeah. Yeah. And then we cut to Percy by himself in the Empire State Building. He's going up to the desk and being like, I need to go up to Olympus. I do not have an appointment. And his subject is like, I don't fucking need one, bitch. Because yeah. he just puts the bolt on the counter and the guy is like, oh, fuck. Oh, shit. And he's like, oh, my God. I know who you are. And he's like, I know. Yeah. Get me up there, please. Yeah. And then we get Percy oh, in the elevator. this talk. Sad face that we don't have any, like, elevator music. You know, there's no... Yeah. Yeah. Because no, those are the little jokes that we find funny. <laughs> there's no, like, the... It's just really dangerous. Da, 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 What's that song? I can say clearly. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Or, like, If you like peanut galatas And getting caught in a doo-boo-boo-doo. None of that. Super sad about it. But, you know what I'm ecstatic about? 
the doors open on Olympus. <laughs> the elevator doors themselves are gorgeous. There's columns everywhere, Joe. <laughs> yeah, guys. Oh my god. Columns are Kate's favourite architectural thing. <laughs> oh theme. my god. There were so many. It was so spectacular. <laughs> you were like, this is my happy place. I literally was like, let's pause it. Just for a second. And just <laughs> take it all in. Have a look. Let's just take it all in. It looks magnificent. And it looks ethereal. And there's waterfalls. And there's columns. And there's greenery. And, and it looks so beautiful. Just like flying around. Oh my god. I loved it so much. But then when Percy got to the top of like the mountain to the throne... Room. It wasn't even a room, it's outdoors. Yeah. So the throne amphitheatre, if you will. Um, <laughs> the throne It's rotunda. like crumbling apart. It's like falling apart, not anywhere near the grandeur that we saw walking into Olympus. And I was like, oh, kind of disappointed by this, but I, it's kind of giving underworld vibes. Yeah. Which makes sense in the underworld because And then it's I pointed out that he's at war and yeah. this is the Bubble. And didn't he say... Remember, okay, but that argument only makes sense if we see the throne room in the future and it looks magnificent but and grand. Remember you when know, he if went... If it looks shit in the future, then this argument sucks for you, Joe. Remember when Percy went to his dad's place and he was like, this place looks like shit. <laughs> he's like, he's like, well, we're in the middle of a battle, son. Of course it looks a bit crumbly. Yeah, but at this point, like... He and Poseidon have only really had, like, a battle of wills. There hasn't been, like, any, like, no damage thrown around because Zeus lost his sippy cup. He lost his bolt, okay? But the whole point, the whole point of is, like, your realm reflects. Like, anything that happens to the, your realm affects your yeah. throne or whatever it is. I don't know. Yeah. It all correlates. Yeah. Anyway, but then before we get to talk to Zeus, we get another flashback of Luke and Percy. Oh, yes, we do. Oh. And it slays. Because they're still talking about rules. And Luke is like... Oh, no, Percy is like... Wait, I don't remember who says it. One of them says they create demigods so that we can break the rules for them. I think it's Percy who says it, because then Luke is like, he's just reading on quick, you know? And then Percy is like, well, shouldn't they be just as afraid of us as we are of them? And Luke is like, yes. That is exactly what I want you to realise. That is exactly what I'm trying to teach here. He says you're a fast learner. He's like, this is not a sword fighting lesson. This is a fucking me being a mastermind. Oh my god, he's literally Taylor Swift. This is Luke (laughs) being a fucking just king and just being like, I am needling into your brain and I am planting the seeds that I need by saying cryptic fucking shit, sneakier shit. We love him so much. Yeah, he's a sneaker. So good. And then this part I was a little bit disappointed about just because it's another like instance of them telling us and not showing us because Luke is like what is Annabeth's biggest fear and Percy's like I don't know I've met her one time um, and, Luke is like, <laughs> and even then the time I met her I just sort she of stared at me, me in a bathroom you know like, <laughs> or just mugged me off um, yeah anyway so then Luke is like her greatest fear is spiders and I was like if this would have hit harder if we'd had the spider scene in Waterland or if we'd had her fucking being scared of a singular spider somewhere. Even if, like, the water park scene wasn't the spider trap that it was, we could have just had her walking through a spider web through Waterland, right? And then just having a panic attack. Exactly. Exactly. And her being, like, on edge would have been great. Yeah. Because at that point, she was fucking wigging out over all the cool shit. It would have been so hilarious and also amazing if she had been not paying attention to where she was going and walked straight into a spider Because she was too busy nerding out. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Because I would have taken that. Because their whole argument for the reason that they didn't do the spider trap is because it's too much CGI. Like, it's too hard with a million spiders. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was their reasoning. 
And I was like, okay, well, you didn't have $15 million to spend or anything. Yeah. Side I. I was like, well, Rick, you fucking wrote the book, so yeah. commit. Yeah, bitch. Yeah. And then so Luke says, um, the thing that you don't want to be is small and scary at the same time. Because what happens, what do you think Annabeth does when she sees a spider? She squishes it, right? If you're well, small she runs away screaming. Time, well, yeah, she <laughs> burns the house down. Yeah. If you're, he says, if you're small and scary at the same time, you'll get squished. And I was like, such a good little seed being planted, especially for new show watchers who don't yet have the Luke reveal. Because, mm. like, if you've been paying attention all this time, the whole thing with Kronos is, I'm building an army, I'm going to get into your head, like, I want you to do my bidding for me. And then Luke saying that, like, you know, we already have stuff of Luke being, like, the gods aren't shit, like, we do everything for them, like him already saying, literally in this scene, they create demigods so we can break the rules for them. That should have been the biggest red flag to every show watcher. Being like, who broke the rules, right? We're breaking the rules, we're stealing the fault, rah, 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 rah. Why would you yeah. say that if he hadn't done it? You know? Yeah. Anyways, I just think it was such like a good little little drop, of, little drop of information given to be like, just show showing Percy before he's even gone on this quest. Percy who is already like trying to take in all this shit and he doesn't realise he's being literally manipulated in this moment. Doesn't realise it. And I'm like, such a good little Easter egg for Percy's brain later on, you know? Of seeing like Luke already being like you want to be big and scary. What's the way to be big and scary if you're a demigod? A fucking army, right? Yeah. So good. So fucking good, Joe. It's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then, yes, then we're back in the throne room. Because they're larger with numbers. Yeah. We're back in the throne room. Oh, wait, actually, sorry. I just had a note about that. Let me go. Give me skim for just a second. Oh, yeah. Sorry, my note was just, like, just saying that this stuff could have been in an earlier episode. It could have. Eh, I mean, it. If they'd done it in an early episode, it could have meant that we had more, uh, like, a different scene with Luke now. That's true. That's true. That's true. But, yeah, now we are, you know, in the throne room again, and my immediate thought upon seeing Zeus in this moment, right? He's been built up this entire season to be the big bad or to be this intimidating guy. Fucking worth it, right? This is the first god that we have seen. I literally had the thought, this is a god. Yeah. Finally, he has that intimidating, otherly kind of presence that you just yeah. stare at him and you're like, "You don't need your eyes to glow. You yeah. don't need the fire like you're eyes. not human. Yeah. yeah, it's just like the crisp suit, the fact that he like I literally said the first time we were watching the episode, has he blinked yet? Because yeah, he hadn't at no, that point. His, but then he blinked right. His up, aura so. was just it was giving. Yeah, it was giving everything. And I, I think was like, it was. He is properly intimidating. Well, I think it was fully that there was something about the way that he spoke. Yeah. Like, so his his mannerisms in speaking. Yeah. I was just like, it's not flawed. Literally flawed by him. Yeah. I was like, well, it's not normal. Like, it's not casual and it's not how anybody else speaks. Like, Aerie speaks super casually. Yeah. Jonas is super, I mean, of course it's Jonas's, but like, super casually. Everybody else is so casual. Except Hades. Hades is super casual. Hey, 
it well, that's what I mean. But it's just like, he's the only one who's literally like, I've been removed from society, I'm not part of it. I am the he's king like, of I the gods. He's like, I have therapy. He's like, I am the king of the gods, I don't waste my time talking to mortals, I'm not up to date with the slang. Yeah. And I, my language reflects that. Yeah. Heck yeah. I can't I help it so much. But, but honestly, when I think of Zeus, I think of Gravitas. And then when I think of Gravitas, I just think Captain Holt. And so it's... That is what I said! Because yeah. when we were watching it the second time, I was like, knowing that obviously Lance Reddick has died. I literally said to you, it's a shame that R. R. Andre Brower... Brower said that. I was like, it's a shame that Andre Brower cannot take up this mantle, because he also passed away. Yeah, he had such a good presence. He would have been great. He would have been amazing. And then it would have been really funny to add another Brooklyn Nine-Nine cast member. Right? And then we could just keep adding them, right? Yeah. Jake Peralta, what's his name? Andy Samberg. He Andy could be Apollo. Hey. He could be Apollo, right? He would have been a great Hermes, but he could have been Apollo. He would have been an amazing Hermes! Oh, no! Because Hermes really has that ADHD personality, right? He has the... Hermes has the ADHD personality, and on top of that, he's supposed to riz up the nation. Somehow, Andy's riz the nation! What do you mean, somehow? That's what I mean! That's what I mean! It's like, he's a regular guy, but also he's fucking hot. And you're like, what? Adversely, adversely, Doug Judy could also be a very good Hermes, just saying. (laughs) So, took it right out of her hands. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine if he was Zeus. So I, want Nick, I want Nick Alderman. Whoop! Whoop! It's us under the bullies! It's us under the bullies! Hilarious. Hilarious. But anyway, oh. I just love that, like, Zeus literally has... He is the drama, right? He is so, like, in everything. Because when Percy holds out the bolt, you just, like, as Zeus is walking forwards, you don't realise it, but there's been, like, this electricity humming the entire time Percy oh. stepped into the throne room. Yeah, in the background, there's this, like... There's this, like zappy electricity hum and it stops the second that Zeus takes the bolt out of Percy's hand and it's like all of the sound just goes mute and I was just there like (gasps) the drama the tension yes because it just makes him feel so much bigger and like you know just the fact that he then takes this power off of Percy's literal hands and then you can just like it feels like a weight's been lifted and it's just like oh Oh, I literally was like, so fucking good. I love sound engineers. It's amazing. <laughs> literally so good. And then, yeah, Percy's just like, I'm sorry I'm late, but like, here's the bolt. And Zeus is like, you failed the quest. You failed it. So I don't want to hear anything that you have to say. And Percy's like, no, but I have to tell you who did steal it. It wasn't me, I promise. I promise it wasn't me. He's like, it literally can't have been fucking me. Yeah. How would I have gotten this? And then he like starts going on about how like, there was a plan and there was a whole coup and Luke and Ares and then he mentions Kronos and Zeus stops him with just the word boy but his voice reverberates through the whole throne room and the whole like sky it thunders down on Percy just with this one word and I was like (gasps) he's so larger than life like he's so massive as this person or as this god why have none of the other gods felt like this, you know? Yeah. Like, they, obviously none of the other gods were built up over the entire season to be this, you know, guy who could literally end you when any of the gods have that capability. Yeah. I mean, none of the gods would besides Zeus because Poseidon would fucking kill them. Yeah. But this is the first time that we actually, like, feel it. And he just says, like, just the word boy. And I was like, 
because he literally is like the insolence of this child like how dare you speak to me I could smite you and I should smite you because you shouldn't exist and Percy's just there like I'm impertinent so whatever I just love it I just love it and the thunder cracks at that exact moment as well oh it's so good it is so good and then Percy's like why wouldn't you let me leave like me 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 and Zeus is like you escape with your life that is the prize you don't get anything else you get no glory out of handing me back this vault but the fact that I'm letting you live is a win take it and get the fuck out and Percy's just there like no your family thinks you're shit (laughs) yeah and I laughed really hard because he was like you think they love you no they're afraid of you and what's gonna happen when your big bad dad comes up and puts you in your place they're all gonna shit on your face he literally says puts you in your place and I was like Percy chill yeah jeez if you never had a parent teacher conference before you don't do that (laughs) but that's literally the moment that Zeus is like I'm gonna fucking smite this child he is not listening to the voice of reason well not the voice of reason but the voice of authority and then he's literally about to smite him and you can see the thunder starting and the like lightning starting in his just his facial expression you can see him getting to that point where he's like I'm gonna explode on this child and it's in that moment where he raises his hand the Poseidon comes and holds Zeus's wrist because they're lovers no just joking they're brothers anyways he holds his wrist and he's like I surrender and Zeus is like you he's like so shocked that Poseidon would ever surrender because he cannot imagine putting his ego aside for a mortal child yeah. cannot even comprehend it it doesn't work in his brain and so he's like why would you surrender but I also I kind of choose to take it as like Zeus being like oh <laughs> we haven't had a good fight in a long time <laughs> it was funny letting off some steam <laughs> yeah. yeah and then <laughs> I thought it was funny because then Poseidon was like Percy has shown a lot of bravery here today much like your tree of a daughter so I feel like <laughs> And Zeus is just like, don't bring up that fucking pile of wood. <laughs> yeah, because Zeus is like, her bravery inspires all demigods every day that they see her up on the hill, just fucking like, mm. <laughs> and then he's like, and I feel like Percy has shown some measure, some measure, not all measure, but some measure of that bravery today. And Percy's just there like, I fucking sliced your son up, bitch. <laughs> and I'll do it to you too. <laughs> I'll poke you with my stick. I'll poke you with my stick. Wait. You help me out, Sorry. You hit me with your car. Yeah. Yeah, I just love it because, like, the gods are literally all about, like, glory, and Zeus just can't comprehend it because Poseidon gives that up immediately. He, like, doesn't even hesitate just to save Percy from Zeus and to give up this, you know, stance in this war for Percy and I'm like I mean he went to war for Percy in the beginning but that's a different you know different story yeah um but yeah and then as I was like watching it the second time I was wondering because he says the he says the line to Zeus I surrender and he like looks like not ashamed but looks like downtrodden at the back he has to surrender and looks like oh fuck that he has to surrender and so I'm like I really hope that we see some consequence for him surrendering in one of the later seasons, like even in the next season. Some consequence that's like, be really a funny one. Yeah, what were the terms and conditions of surrender? Yeah, but I think like a funny consequence would be like, you have to be my cupbearer for a day. And you (laughs) see him like holding this fucking cup of mead being like, ready for a drink when you are. Like, but yeah, I just want to see what the consequences would be 
besides Poseidon putting aside his ego, because that fuels Zeus's ego, you know, it just, it just makes him bigger being like, ha ha ha, you surrendered, I'm better than you, and when realistically Poseidon is like, has enough power to absolutely overthrow Zeus whenever he fucking wants, and then Hades even more so, because their power is based on their realm, and Zeus has the smallest realm, compared, unless the universe is his realm, in that case, he has the biggest realm, but then also isn't the realm's power based on the amount of people in it. I don't know. Hades has the biggest one, though, and that's all I know. So, (laughs) yeah. Sounds like a dick measuring competition. It really, really does. Hades has the biggest! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then after that, Zeus fucks off, and Poseidon turns to Percy, and he's like... You did so well. The sea does not like to be restrained. He likes says that, whatever. And then, oh, but actually before that, they Poseidon and Zeus start talking in like ancient Greek, and we had the subtitles on so we could see what they said. But Percy's what? just there, like, what the fuck? I don't. Hmm. Gets out speaking gibberish. <laughs> what is this language? Is it Latin? Oh, he, he knows the speaking ancient Greek. He just yeah. can't understand them. The only word he understands is patros, which is father. Father. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, oh my god, but you guys talk about credit. <laughs> Daddy! And then Poseidon's like, let's change the subject. How's your mom? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they're like talking about this and Percy's like, um, I heard you say father in ancient Greek. And Poseidon's like, wow, Chiron taught you well. And immediately Percy's like, Chiron didn't teach me shit. That was my mom. She's amazing. She told me ancient Greek. <laughs> the one word I remember. And then he's like, um, and quick question. And, and Zeus is like, Zeus. Poseidon's like, I don't know when Hades will return your mother. He's like, do you dream? <laughs> oh, when he says, I don't know when Hades will return her, I, he takes the moment, Poseidon takes a moment to shit on two of his family members besides his brother. He goes, he takes a moment to shit on Hades and he goes, he can be difficult but he wants to prove a point. And then, you know, they're talking about, can you dream? And Poseidon's like, of course I dream. And Percy's like, well, Ares said you couldn't. And Poseidon's like, Ares a fucking moron. <laughs> I was like, because he's literally like, did you meet Ares? He's a fucking idiot. He's a moron. Oh, but also, here is Poseidon just being like, yeah, uh, Hades can be a bit difficult when he wants to make a point. Zeus started a fucking war! Because he loved his toy. Yeah, because he was neglectful of his own personal property. Yeah, dickhead. Yeah. And then Percy's like, okay, so God's dream. Do you ever dream about mom? And Poseidon doesn't even answer. He just puts his hand on Percy's cheek and is like... I was like, that's not fucking answer, babe. He's like, time to go home. Yeah, pretty much. And I was like, okay, so you do what you don't, okay? That's one way to get around it, I guess. I literally didn't question it. I literally was just like, do you dream about mom? Time to go home. I have a wife. I am... Don't let me... He's like, I am married. Excuse you. Yeah. (laughs) It would be funny if the son looked over his shoulder and was like... Sally who, um, I don't know who you mean. What? Never, never even thought twice about the love like, of my life. Then mouths to Percy, don't tell me that my wife's listening. <laughs> <laughs> you forbidden love child. <laughs> I carried you for nine months as a seahorse. <laughs> you must respect me. <laughs> Imagine if he had. It's canon. Of course he did. Oh, fucking buddy. The only other option is fucking Sally having like a Bella Swan Twilight birth. Oh, fucking crazy and she would have died, so. Yeah. Can't happen. Yeah. Because in the Twilight universe 
mortal Bella died. So mortal Sally would have died. Which yeah. means that Poseidon had to become a seahorse and carry Percy to turn. Okay? That's the only exception. Only which exception. means that for part of his life, Percy was part seahorse or Poseidon was just the biggest seahorse anyone's ever fucking seen. <laughs> he was the biggest seahorse anyone's ever what fucking seen. Yeah. They went hold it. I was like, stop. I don't know if you were fine. That was here. No, the thing is... <laughs> Oh god It's so Anyways, warm in here Yeah That's pretty much All yeah. we have for this episode Because we're gonna have To make another one That's all about Luke Amazing As it should be Right This whole show is about Luke Oh lord He's the main character It's oh. really called Luke Castellan And Krogos <laughs> Luke Castellan And those other kids That steal the spotlight <laughs> <laughs> Luke Castellan And his dramatic flair Oh my god, I love him. Um, yeah, okay, so if you guys want to send us an email, then we are damnstackbarpod at outlook.com. If you want to find us on the Instagrams or the Twitters, then we are at damnstackbarpod. If you want to find us on the Tiggity Talk, then we are katie.damnstackbarpod. And if you want to send us, or if you want to join us for a House of Katie's episode, then our Google form is linked in the description. Fill it out, send us a message because I don't get notified about it. And then, yeah, join us for that. Joe, where's the rest of our stuff? Guys, it's linked below. As I got through that so well you did didn't even slip up one time yeah come back for the next episode we're gonna do the second half of the final episode and then after that we're gonna do the documentary and i'm so excited because we haven't watched it yet but i already saw something about it because i saw someone's cameo very proud of them very happy for them anyways we'll see you guys next episode okay bye bye oh doobie